0: Alright guys, welcome back to the Nightlife Podcast. I am your host, Kevin.
1: What's up guys, it's Dan here. And Jack again.
0: Guys, welcome back to the Nightlife Podcast. Dan, what episode are we on? Uh, we're on a couple. A couple.
1: I, what is it, seven, six, seven? I think
0: think we're on six. I think this is episode six. And I am grateful, and we are grateful for everyone's support uh, for the past couple episodes. Thank you for just coming back and tuning in
1: we just keep coming back so i hope you guys keep coming back
0: well i mean we 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 like to come back because it's just us boys talking and chilling but hey I, i yeah thank you guys for just supporting us again we've been doing this for six weeks actually minus the weeks that we didn't post technically we've been doing this for eight weeks which is weird that we've spent two months of our lives doing a podcast
1: but i mean i guess so yeah
0: but hey i think it's starting to pay off, uh, literally, and, which is cool, because again, we did get sponsored. We just need to get all that. We uh,
1: just have to actually do the sponsor. <laughs> we have to do the sponsored
0: bit, which is, it, it's. there's some back, back-end stuff that I have to uh, coordinate with the guys with, but overall, I mean, hey, oh uh, yeah, it's, we got sponsored, but how have you guys been? How's work going for you guys?
2: It's all right. I it's guess. Right. It Yeah, it, it, it has not been terrible.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Now it
2: hasn't
0: been. Lucky for you, it's 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 gotten busy over here on the west coast, the West coast. Uh, the I, I shouldn't say like... it
2: hasn't been bad. The last two shifts I worked haven't been bad. The the Thursday, Friday before that were atrocious.
0: Atrocious? That is true. In what sense?
2: Um, I had EMTs on Thursday and Friday bringing bring in patients that um Probably should not have come to us. They they probably should have went to the trauma center. Whoa, that's fun. And I ended up with them. So, you know, <clears throat> cheers to me. Cheers for to For having you. the worst luck.
0: <laughs> and they're like, uh, hey, you're an EMT too, right? You know what to do. Here you go. Stop. Oh, fix no, they, fix they, him.
2: they don't know. They don't know I'm an EMT. They just drop them off and I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Is this like, the hospital-based
0: no, no. EMT service or is it the um, the squad-based
2: it's been both which is unfortunate because i i would hope that you know the organization that does the pre-hospital ems for our hospital would know better but
0: well not always ems is its own little conundrum itself that we can get into later on in life
2: i'll just say this they should know better they're getting a paycheck to do this and it's it's their job but Sometimes people get lazy, man, and that's that's where patients and nurses and everyone suffers. That is actually my mind.
1: How some of these people have these jobs and bring human beings to a hospital to seek medical attention.
0: I mean, you got to look at it from their standpoint too. These guys are riding the box. Uh, they're tired, or on a 24, they're burnt out because they're not getting paid no. enough, they're not doing a lot. I no, mean, no, no, this no, is no. just from it's, our I, I take from that California consideration, standpoint.
1: I take that into consideration, but there's some people who there is zero common sense. Like, if a patient has an injury of a certain you know caliber, you don't do certain things. that's
2: oh, yeah. just human common sense. I things. understand point of view, but I've done both sides of it, and I understand, and I've seen, like... These EMTs or paramedics or whoever bring in these patients, and I'm like, "What was your thought process on this? Because if I was doing this, I would not have come here.
0: Activated trauma alert and go to New Brunswick, <clears throat>
2: like that. And that's me as a volunteer. Like I, I didn't get a paycheck riding an ambulance. That was me just making the best decision for my patient, even if I have to go, you know, 40 minutes out of my way to go to the nearest trauma center." No, but
1: even, even basic things, Jack, if you are you know, volunteer EMT, you bring a patient to a hospital, you're going to be able to tell me why you're bringing that patient to me. These people, I literally go, why, why, you know, what's the patient coming in for? And they go, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I hate that. I fucking hate that, dude. (laughs) Like, I don't know. What's their name? I'm not sure. Did you check wallet? (laughs) I have no idea.
0: Or they come from a uh, nursing facility and they do not know why i mean like okay so sometimes the nursing facility is is dumb on their part but these emts you guys gotta be like okay you need to 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 know why you're bringing your patient to the hospital because we need to know what we need to do like you know they brought in someone who was like super fucking tachycardic or hypotensive it was a bls run i don't know why fire didn't you know go with them but they're like you know and they had a fever so that meets the protocols of sepsis i'm like and you're just chilling there. You don't know why your patient's fucking here. Like, come on, bro.
2: To be fair, um, I don't run a lot of nurse or I didn't run a lot of nursing home calls because we didn't have those um, in the area I was at, at least when I was doing the BLS. So that's fair. From what I've heard, it's next to impossible to find a nurse at a nursing home at two o'clock in the morning when they're trying to transfer a patient. out. Oh,
0: that's not my but- patient.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I get that part. I understand, and I sympathize, but, like...
1: There's also a legality that there's a form that's supposed to come with them, fully filled out from these nursing facilities... That is and a complete there's a legal issue and you can get the the facility checked on by like higher you know authorities that they're actually running properly. Yeah, exactly. It has
2: been way more than one or two times where they've come in from whatever facility and I'm not naming any one particular place they've come in from all of them.
0: It's it's with a, the form.
2: Yeah. the form is either not fully filled out or improperly filled out. Exactly. <clears throat> and it it just hinders our progress. It's like, it has vitals from three days ago. Okay, so you didn't do vitals before the transfer. Yeah. Or it has no known allergies, and we pull them up Mm -hmm. in our computer system, and it's like a list of allergies, 15 things long.
1: Exactly. Yeah, but that's, that's like the only thing that kind of sorts that out is like being able to pull up stuff in the system. If we had a universal system that we can all use for this, which we are, you know, mostly trying to lean towards, that would make life so much easier.
0: Yeah, bringing like a universal system into it that that would you know, on paper it's great, but then you just have all this. It it sucks because that goes back to healthcare being a a business, right? And these companies that that have this this um, monopoly on on certain parts of healthcare, they're gonna lose money because we move to a a universal charting system, right? Or or some, some monitor that, that, you know, everyone has that syncs up your vitals and has patient history on it. Because, I mean, we just, I mean, for me, today, like, we got new monitors. And that, you know, when you discharge a patient, their information gets saved for seven days in said monitor and in that whole entire system. So if that patient somehow bounces back to us, we pull it back up, readmit them, and you can check out their stuff.
1: That's why this episode is going to be about our technological
0: advances. I
1: like how we went from bashing
0: <laughs> EMTs to fucking technological no, we advances. We, we did
1: get a little
2: sidetracked there. Just like, I <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm bashing path, EMTs. But... It's just sometimes they make either bad decisions or the wrong decision. And you, you learn from it, or yeah. I hope you learn from it. I've been there, I've been the new guy in the truck.
1: You no, see I I give people the benefit of the doubt like you know learning from it or I'll even like sometimes be like oh like maybe like this person should have had this like in a kind way or like you know educate about it but in a respectful way. But there's there's just people who just as human <coughs> beings do not have common sense.
0: Exactly. And I
1: who mean do this job in a,
0: a I don't know. Yeah, you got to have your common sense. You got to just go back to the basics of your OPQRSTs. Uh, if you if the nursing facility doesn't know why their patient is sick or their patient (laughs) fell five days ago and now they don't feel good. You know, just do a basic head to toe assessment.
2: Yeah. Do a vital sample history. Do your do your assessment. Like fall, fall back on what you learned.
0: Exactly. And if you cannot recall what you learned and you just don't care, please leave the field because we do not need you here. Because you are just a detriment to the patient itself to to themselves. And and you just cannot help us when we're we're in the in the interim of the acute care facility, all right? Because we don't know what we're dealing with, and we gotta find it out. We gotta do our code steps. We gotta draw the labs, and now we gotta like do this fucking treasure hunt of like what the hell's going on.
1: And that's the thing with the emergency department is that we we work on this such little information from the beginning. We essentially have to figure out what's going on and then figure out how to help that. So, you know, those little details of them coming in, being able to give us some sort of information really helps us out. Whereas the floors, you know, we, we kind of already know what we're admitting under. They know why they're being there. They know like, what's been done for them. They have yeah. the route of care.
2: They have a lab work. They have IV access. They have medications. They have an admitting diagnosis. They have all of that stuff. And order know.
1: for specific dietary needs. Yeah,
2: every <laughs> order for telemetry. <laughs> Check vitals every eight hours or whatever Where's it is.
0: Many orders. You know what? I'm excited for. I mean, we just talked about vitals and all that fun stuff. I'm excited for because again, we did. I mentioned that we got new monitors, and so tell us about those. They're yeah. the brand new Philips monitors. I don't know if if I think they have them on the telemetry floor in your hospital, Dan. They're really nice actually. They they will sync up and input vitals into the chart. You can do like different types of sequences. So let's say we do a conscious sedation and we need to do Q vitals uh every five minutes, Q4 minutes, and then you can do you can set it up to do after that Q4 minutes, you can do the next sequence to Q15 and then Q hour afterwards. And it's just all one little thing. And then you hit start and it'll do all that. And it'll be so continuous like, like afterwards. Room monitors, was that like room monitors? Yeah, room yeah, monitors. So the, the, like, the ones on the walls. <laughs> on yeah. the walls, yes. So you can do all this crazy stuff. We have like, for me, it's 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 from going from the hospital in New Jersey to here. It felt like I was back in the Stone Age because we can't update automatically our vitals. Like we, they don't go straight into the chart. I gotta take them and then I gotta chart them. This one eliminates that from my job, kind of. So, which is really nice. There's so much you can choose different types of rhythms. So, let's say this patient has a paced rhythm. You can go into the monitor, hit the, you know, this this option specific option, and be like, oh, this patient has a pacemaker, and it'll relearn the rhythm. And sometimes if there's like a, you know, how some patients will have like frequent PVCs, and it'll say it's VTAC. You can have it relearn the rhythm, and then those PVCs will be actually like a normal, you know, patient uh, patient rhythm, and then it won't, you know, alarm as VTAC. But there's also like you know fail safes where the patient does go into vtac and it'll be like hey this patient's in the vtac and it has like this alarm and it's like all centralized into like a big brain like the wordy monitor tech will like watch it and all that fun stuff
1: that does sound nice because like you had back when you were with us we could put input the uh information like vitals and stuff directly from the monitors
2: but you had to do it for every single different time on the old yeah. charting system. Like you and had to open up seven o'clock, put the vitals in, seven fifteen, put the vitals in, seven thirty, put the vitals in. With the new system, you could go in and hit, you know, validate vitals and pull Q fifteen vitals for the last two hours. Yeah. And just exactly. hit save. <clears throat> you also yeah. had to
1: make sure it was a specific person logged into the monitor. I mean, we're better now. We yeah. were at we used SCM, now we switched to Epic but they're still
0: so good old many. epic but that sounds nice <laughs> that you're able to pull the rhythm you can I pull the rhythm and that. you can pull past rhythms in the um from, from save the, it the yeah, yeah. It yeah. save it to the chart yeah so the,
1: we have the telly thing but like jack walked by the other day, he goes oh like room 21 they were in like vtac for a sec and let me like yeah. pull it up here like, so it you, was you it was a legit of
2: vtac and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> You can't input it
1: to the system. You can like the only thing you can do is print out
2: that like specific print out moment,
1: six-second strip, and put it in their chart. Put yeah, it exactly. in the physical chart.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's what we can do too. It's like this whole entire like uh, modicum of things where it's just so. I feel like a 45 minute class was not enough to to learn everything. We're gonna have to learn everything again by trial and error. Um, but it's gonna be really good for for our icu holds our dou holds and like printing out the strips because like the monitor tech can print out all the strips at the end of shift and then you know all those everything all those rhythms can be put into the chart and all that fun stuff because you know depending on on the type of hold uh that we're holding in the yard ER, you know we need those strips to see if you know they do have a run of v or if they they the rhythm changes or whatnot and i mean it's just so it's really cool to see these this type, this type of advance in healthcare, but to be honest, I'm pretty sure there are far more advanced monitors out there. And we just got like the next update because we really needed it. Because <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they have like crazy stuff that we, that yeah, are millions I, of dollars I, that we will never see unless we work at like a Mayo hospitals
2: clinic. are very behind with monitoring software yeah. oh and God, yeah. charting and all this other stuff. They only upgrade when they absolutely have to because <clears throat> it's a cost saving measure, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I know a paramedic in uh, Pennsylvania who's working on an ambulance where they just got, um, I don't even remember the brand name, but it's a whole brand new monitor system like specifically designed for EMS. So it's not like the Zoll monitor. It's not the Phillips monitor. It's its own thing. It's, and it has all these features that are yeah. built specifically towards EMS. Like it has, uh, you could buy uh ultrasound probe and plug it directly into oh, the monitor
0: oh yes a couple you of the a yeah
2: scope and plug it directly into the monitor and have glide scope on your uh, life pack style device
0: like that's that's I, I i need to bring one of the the fire guys that i i worked with onto here because like,
2: it's literally you really cool. know it came out in like the last year or two and they just bought you know a, a new setup for all 10 ambulances they have or however many do they have you know
0: how like that will make that makes their lives easier and it makes our lives easier i mean it's just <clears throat> giving us like the best of the best in the field and in the hospital makes you know it, it really helps kind of you know maintain the patient's life like but you're it, able to do, do so helps, much
1: like you're saying kevin it don't not only helps us like make our lives easier to do what we have to do but it it makes it more efficient <laughs> To help the people to help the patients yeah like sure. it always annoys me like hearing hearing something like that it's like well why can't this be standardized
0: and it's always back to because it costs money it costs money and it 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 <clears throat> like oh you're good with the equipment you have now like it's it, like the charting system we have ekg yeah. machines
1: that we're like pulling wires off of other ekg machines to make <clears throat> one ekg machine work
0: yeah exactly like, I would have to, like, there's one that doesn't sync up, so I would have to freaking constantly, like, go to another machine and just do it, like, it's, it's a lot, and unfortunately, it's, again, it goes down to, to it being a business, and I understand, I'm not a CEO of a hospital, I don't, I don't do the fucking budget, I'm just there to, to do my job, and make sure that none of our patients dies, and, you know, our nurses are, are, are helped out, and all that stuff, because that's just, that's just what I do, but I mean, if we you give us the equipment to do it, I'm pretty sure more people will come to the hospital because we give them you, such you, great
1: care. You want this equipment? <clears throat> yeah, I want this equipment. You
0: want the best? You want the best of the best? The best of the best, please. All I
1: can do is a pizza party for you.
0: Sorry. Ah, uh, Well, you know what? Those pizza parties, I don't give a shit if it's like 12 hours it, old, uh, man. No,
2: sorry, it's no, not even no pepperoni. good pizza. <laughs> it's, no it's, pepperoni. it's not even good pizza.
0: I don't care, man, because at night shift, I eat a lot. And I oh, yeah, I don't care. I'll eat a pizza, at, especially when I don't bring lunch and we have a pizza party. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't have to do anything. Wait,
2: so, dude, so I am being busy. By the time I, I work my way around to the pizza, it's all fucking gone.
1: Yeah, because I eat it all wiped out yeah i got a, a actually a little side note before i ask my question somebody had brought like two pieces the other that i randomly put them behind the uh, nurse's station cut them into like like each slice cut them in a third so it was like a little slivery essentially so so many people can just like grab a little piece
2: it's like it was, a third like, grade pizza minutes. party yeah pretty much but like That's it was, because cool. it was
1: only two pizzas it's like hey everyone can get a little bit a not little 20 bit. minutes and i watched the entire box of pizza <laughs> just disappear <laughs> Oh my And like my somebody God. went to open the box, and the empty box is still there. And they opened it, and I was like, "Man, the look of disappointment on your face right now." Yeah, how sad that is. I was, I was <clears> actually <throat> for the first time I got to be charged. Oh, Chargers,
2: yeah, it went actually, it went bad fast because <laughs> I was, showed up. showed up at seven, and he got so many squads in. No, Dan, I'm sorry. I apologize.
1: I was, I was very worried because. I just, I don't want to do a bad job and I want <clears> to, I want to be able to be that charge who like make sure not only is the like everything running fine, I'm putting people in the right places, but that the nurses themselves aren't like struggling and I'm not really screwing them over. So I want to be almost like a little bit more personal with the nurses and like make sure like, Hey, your assignment's good. I'm going to put someone here. You can take another one, even though you just got one 10 minutes ago. Yeah, let's do that.
0: that's 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 a good charge there i don't know how long it's gonna last but hey that's a good charge i i mean
1: i I had no idea what i was doing and i made it work our
0: people people said i did decent
1: and i want
2: you know that was was pretty there was a point where dan was like sitting at the desk and i was behind him and i'd like two minutes to not do anything immediately like i'd caught up and Dan's like, hey, look at this. And he pulls out the stack of papers of all the ambulances came in. Oh, my He's God. Like, since, I, since I took over uh, and became charge at, like, whatever time, we've had 11 ambulances come in in, like, however many since, hours. It was since
1: 3, and it, wasn't, it was probably, like, 8, 9 o'clock, I think. And it felt like so many more. But it was only, like, 11 squads that yeah. came in. That's, and was like, that's this a lot. eleven ambulances, he had
2: to room in addition to people coming in from triage and we only have 43 beds (laughs) he he had to fit in all the people that were already there all the people coming in from triage he had to fit 11 more people somewhere in the emergency room
0: yeah i mean he
2: did it he did a good job of it so congratulations bro i'm
0: happy for you i mean i just want to do a a quick a quick shout out to to the charge nurses out there and and the relief charges like like you guys do so much and, and we love you. And I'm talking about it's you guys. it's not the easiest
1: to manage. It's that. not.
0: No, and I, I feel bad because our we have two charge nurses at night and you know we used to have three. But now we have so many relief charges taking over, like like a really good friend of mine, um uh, Mike, he, he takes over charge a lot and he does really good. And it's just like sometimes they, they don't let you know your charge until you clock in the shift. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> surprise, you're gonna get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, surprise.
0: Also it's really busy and you have about ten, you know, telemetry DOU holes and like four ICUs. Well,
1: Jack Jack knows this, but that's except for you, Kevin, that's essentially and the listeners, that's essentially how it happened for me. I had taken a charge nurse class three days mm-hmm. prior. And mm-hmm. they had me do charge for like four hours one day. But three days or two days prior, I did the charge nurse class, and I walk into the shift, and boss was like, "Hey, like I don't see you on the schedule. Are you supposed to be here?" And I was like, "Yeah." She
2: double checks. <laughs> like,
1: oh yeah, yeah. Like let me make sure you're. You know, let me move stuff around. I <laughs> put my stuff in the break
2: room yeah, she you see like where, where your assignment's gonna be oh surprise you're in charge. <laughs> you're in charge she comes
1: into the break room she's like hey who's who's your favorite boss and i was like oh you are because i was in my mind i'm like am i gonna get sent home early like okay maybe this is cool i'm gonna be canceled she goes i made you charge and i was like oh fuck.
0: oh my God. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's just a uh, charge nurses, like, they're they're amazing uh, and relief yeah. charges They really got to step up to the batter's plate, and they tend to knock it out, depending on, you know, how long they've been doing it. But, I mean, it sounds like you, for your first night of charge, you did pretty fucking good, bro, and I'm happy for you.
1: I'm proud of you. I think I didn't drown, and I, it's, because it's weird, it's like a different type of stress. You're like, you're not, you don't feel busy, but your mind is constantly working.
0: Yeah.
2: But I
1: also, there's like a certain chaos to it that I really liked.
0: Feel like is bad
2: but well you did a good job of it yeah man
0: i mean <clears throat> were you guys able to get beds or were you holding the whole entire time i think we uh, were getting beds yeah, that was,
1: night yeah it was it was flowing i the icu took a little like it was a little bit of waiting but we had a few of them that, then. That <clears throat>
2: up. yeah um, good, i bro. mean like dan did a fantastic job as charge and the nurse does all work fantastic but we would Absolutely destroyed if we didn't have you know all the support staff and everything backing us up, too. Again, you know, know, yeah, we, we yeah. had we housekeeping, x ray, all that. Oh, massive had, shout yeah, out to x ray text, we, by the way. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> x ray text, Alex, Alex, it's no, um, Alex. also,
0: also the x ray text at my hospital because they're 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 I'm getting a little more into like seeing what the x rays are about. And we had this patient who had like CHF exacerbation. And he was like, I was like looking at it. and I'm like, so, so where's like the, you know, you know, the enlarged heart. And he was like trying to show me. And I was like, whoa, that's really cool. And then we did like a ET2 placement. He was showing me that. And I was like, this is really cool. He's like, dude, if you ever want to learn, just, you know, you know, follow me around and like ask me questions. I'm like, thanks, man. It's like, it's good to learn from other departments. You know, I was like, yeah, yep. I- are you taking Alex a look at the the, uh,
1: exactly. the fib fractures and the metacarpals and stuff?
0: Oh yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that really quick. So, <laughs> when I brought up the the foot fracture and then I said metacarpals afterwards, it should have been an or in between foot fracture or metacarpals cuz if you do know your splints, I mentioned a volar splint meaning that the I wish my video we're not doing video today, but the 4th and 5th metacarpal, sometimes even the 3rd depending on the in size of the hand, orthoglass in the hand, hand will be no. uh, will be will be uh splinted with ortho glass because there is a fracture within the fourth and fifth or third metacarpal uh when you do fracture the fifth metacarpal and fourth sometimes you do tend to it's called a boxer's break and we've dealt with boxer's breaks before i personally have a boxer's break in my right hand God does. Uh, if, you, if you punch something and you break without any support you, break, the compression
2: you fifth. of the unsupported <clears throat> fist hitting yeah. and pushing back into your arm will break that specific area.
0: Yeah, exactly. And hence, that'll be called a boxes break because that's normally what happens when you punch when something you punch unsupported. Something. <laughs> Newton,
1: but, Newton was kind of onto something about that equal and opposite reaction. So,
0: If you punch something and you're dumb, you break something and you still feel dumb. Kevin. <laughs> but this was a
1: very long segue to my question of those tough books for you guys in the field do you, kevin do you use those
2: uh no i do not
0: oh kevin, I, I, do I i i'm familiar oh, with them i've
2: never used i've seen them all the time with uh, uh the ems we have i have not used them uh we had ipads in my rescue squad wow
0: really? wow it must be fucking nice that. mr There's rich boy though. ems squad <laughs>
2: Here's the thing. We never used the iPads for charting. It was strictly for I Am Responding, so like going to calls and seeing who was going to show up for calls. It pops that was up. It. It's
0: like, I Am Responding. Press the green button.
2: <laughs> like that. That's it. And not Maybe. to <laughs> up my old That was but... going
0: to be responding code 3. Like, nursing facility. They,
2: they got uh, the iPads without the um, cell phone package, so we had to get... <laughs> the uh um, wi-fi transmitter the wi-fi cards the, the hot the hot to spot? use them properly <laughs> yeah the hotspots. oh god and it was just there's, a disaster There's some
1: technology but it doesn't fully work to its capabilities so just you know
2: wing it yeah, they they bought one to try it realize their mistake and then bought four with the the wire or the 3g or 4g whatever yeah <clears throat> and then I, use that and then I, put them yeah. in the wrong mounts
0: I, uh, <laughs> We'd be driving
2: shit. down the road with the iPad bouncing around in the fucking mount.
0: Yeah, no, I know a couple services that use the iPad. So I, I mean, quick shout out to to Matt from Kansas City and James in Brownville, now in Austin FD. They use iPads uh, for for their charting, I think, and they all like everything. So everything is inputted in the iPad. I think the Tough Book is kind of like making its way out. I know oh, yeah. the the BLS service out here in California. Uh, they still use tough books because I see them charting on it, and it's it freezes and it breaks and it doesn't work half the time. But uh, that's
1: that's why I wanted to ask because they're supposed to be great, but I feel like every time I have to sign one, there's so many issues.
2: They're great when they're new. That's the problem. <clears throat> yeah, and like that, that's the thing. If you get iPads and you do it properly, it works fantastically. Yeah, but you have to make whatever you have work for you. Like the new monitors. They work fantastically, and I'm glad they're going good for you. But they they probably built in a system to make it work properly. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I can't wait to see when they break because I know <laughs> we're in the ER, what? and I love us to death. But we're gonna break something sooner when or
2: later. Will break so bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like like my ER uses okay. So we use a three lead ECG system for a patient. So I know the, the old hospital the I ordering, work. Yeah, yeah. The old hospital. I, you know, you guys work at now. You guys use a five lead, you know, the smoke over fire, you know, it, snow it, over grass.
2: It doesn't work great. And our our transport monitors are three lead, but the five lead is just, it leads to way too many false V fib, V whatever things. And the respiration it, thing it's, it's like supposed to do doesn't work properly. Just pick up
0: oh, so and, yeah. the cool thing about the, the, these, uh, Phillips monitors that we got. So let's say if, um, a patient is a chest breather, they're like, you know, you know, they breathe with their chest more than their belly. You can set it to a is specific lead. Artifact? Huh? What well, I that? thought
1: you were gonna say it takes into consideration like the artifact.
0: It location. doesn't no 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 so, so this one, so it could it could cause an artifact, right?
2: Respiration. Yeah, you can set the respiration
0: area. area. So if they're a belly breather, you can switch it to a different lead, which takes into consideration what the patient's respiration is and it'll it'll do that. So let's say if they're more of a belly breather, or if they're a C O a COPD exacerbation, they're using the accessory muscle use. You can switch it, switch it, and then you, you can actually an accurate, have an accurate respiration, respiration count. rate. So That's we don't nice. have to lie Just say 16. <laughs> <laughs> 16 I respirations mean,
2: they're not 16 when they're COPD exacerbation but it's like is 50. it 32
0: is it 40 Like super t- sometimes <laughs> you don't have
2: time to sit there for a full minute and count respirations no. and they're not on BiPAP yet so you can't just look at the BiPAP screen and go like oh yeah it's 36
0: yeah and I mean this is why we have these technological advances so we don't have to sit there for a fucking minute and be like one. so, so who's two. done <laughs>
2: Granted, if He's everything done... breaks, you still have to have those skills to fall back oh, on, exactly. but it is nice to have the technology to save the time and chart accurately. Yeah.
1: Always, but who's done paper charting?
0: Uh, we do it once a month when our down uh, downtime hits us.
2: So, uh, I, no... I really have not done paper charting for...
0: Since nursing,
2: nursing school, <laughs> did, all, did
1: you do it in nursing school? Is my
2: question. Did not do paper charting in nursing school. Oh, uh, wow. we had um, really? what was it, care or something? Yeah,
1: what nursing school so did we, you go to? Because I want to go to that one. So, I did paper chart in, in so in my clinicals. We, I'm sorry, we were allowed <laughs> access to the computers, but for certain things, for some other stuff, we had to do paper charting. So, the place I did my clinicals at, one of them at least, had more information in the in the charts but physical information papers so we actually had to write up like nursing notes and put them in there and this is probably going to sound sadistic but i love that i loved a tangible physical object to be able to put something in there to go look back flip through the pages real quick find what i need as opposed to have to go through the computer system other stuff we did the computer system and then of course now with like the actual job it's straight computer system and like yeah. an EKG and a chart but that's it
2: and there are some things where like yes I absolutely want to have something to write on and to like keep track like that like before we got uh, epic with the narrators and all that which I love the narrators personally if you have okay. someone separate okay. to work it if you're not the primary nurse you're just there to chart it's fantastic but if you're running a code And you have 15 people in the room and no one's charting and like you're scribing and you just hand them a pen and a piece of paper. That is like the best. They can write down the times. They can write down like what rhythm it is, what meds are given. And it's so much faster than doing electronic charting.
1: My scrap of napkin can be more accurate than an entire computer system. Oh, yes.
0: My glove. (laughs) My glove (laughs) with the permanent marker on it.
1: I
2: write well, on my glove all the decent. time taking vitals. The oh, oh, yeah. glove's decent, but you yeah. end up
1: you end up gets dirty. You have to be careful. I so, saw this thing once, and I sent it to uh, Jack Joe, one of our coworkers, and it was the coolest thing. And I really I wanted it, and we joked that our boss should like invest in getting them for the ER. And it was a glove, medical glove. With had, the
2: with the stuff on the back, yeah, I've yes, seen those. Oh, saw that. With right a, a line, BP with a line. Yeah, I want those.
0: Those are cool in, in practice, but I feel like just because they give us, uh, honestly, pads, pad, I, like notepads at work. So we just write our shit. I down do there. that with
2: my glove anyway. Like yeah. I, I write it in that format heart rate. You know, I don't write HR, but I'm like, oh yeah, 68, 110 over 70, like whatever I write on the glove. But if you are going to do any sort of like long-term charting aside from one set of idols, you need either a piece of paper. I've heard of, uh, like old school medics taking like two or three inch tape and just ripping off a huge chunk and taping their leg with the tape and writing on that.
1: That's, actually That's a good cool. idea. I have not seen that. I mean, we don't do it.
2: I've heard of that here uh, in with VR. like old school mm-hmm. flight medics and old school uh, just regular ground medics. They'll take a big piece of tape and tape their leg with like three inch tape and write on the, the tape. That's pretty I'm good for like, like an average tape, tape now. Uh, right, I've see seen fabric tape and doing that. Hmm. Like, new is old and like every twenty years you'll you'll do the same thing over again. I uh, I know have you guys seen the show Night Watch? Like especially the early seasons. Like new the Orleans, New Orleans EMS. New
0: Orleans, those guys Yeah.
2: Dope. in New Orleans, at least in their their ambulance from the twenty tens, they have literally just big space of whiteboard with markers, dry erase markers, and they just write on the The inside of the ambulance, like if they're working a code and they do like, oh, shock at three hundred, shock at three sixty, gave an epi at this time. They just write all over the inside of the ambulance, and yeah. when they pull to the hospital, like, okay, copy that all down real quick. Get the patient inside. Here's what we did.
0: Yeah, that's that's really good. I mean, anything you can write on, even your fucking skin, is a is is, is basically a charting right there. Like we had an intubation. Um, <clears throat> that I think my last. Shift. I think it was like, was it Monday? And I had a I had an orientee or a fairly new person. He's he was done. He was off orientation. uh He was following me. He was like, so I want to know what your role is here <clears throat> because I don't know. He was asking me that. And I was like, well, this is what I do. I'll set up GlideScope. I'll tell doc we're ready. We call respiratory, and then we get ready for the intubation. At the same time, I'll get ready flushes and all that stuff. So I hand him to the nurse that's flushing the automate, the sucks, the rock. The Vecaronian. Did, did, did I teach you, Vec- you that? <laughs> but Vecaronium. no, that's something I've always been doing. So, but what You're I do flush. as well, the flushes. Well, I mean, there's
1: because I, as a tech, I always carried flushes, and it wasn't because I would use them. It's because if a nurse needed, I was ready to hand them.
0: Flush. <laughs> yeah, no, I've you that that, that came from cool. came from you. You taught me that. Yes. So. Thank <laughs> you for teaching me that. But um, what I do as well is especially in the. The DOU, the me- the telemetry floors or the message floors. When we innovate a patient, sometimes someone is not recording. So, you know, there's that 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 off chance of not recording. So what I do is, when they are fly- when they are starting the meds, and they're like, "I'm pushing atomidate," I just chart it on my hand. I'm like, "All right, we pushed. We're pushing atomidate at this. You know, and this is how much they they they
2: requested. Twenty milligrams uh, yeah, at this time. At this
0: time." And then we're pushing sucks, 20 of sucks at this time.
2: Inubation. should be like 100 of sucks. Yeah.
0: Okay. Something. <laughs> but yeah. <like> that. <clears throat> Sorry. My, I'm medication. Don't, EMT. I don't know anything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, eight, but eight we go into, suck? and then, then when they finish intubation, it'll be like, okay, two placements going to be seven and a half, uh, 23 at the lip. Write that down. And then they're like, okay, does anyone charting? I'm like, well, I have it on my hand. So here it is.
2: Yeah. You are the person I appreciate in the room because, like, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And that just goes back to me being. I, see, the thing is, like, I, I trying to get, trying to be a nurse. So that's what I'm trying to get towards, and that's what everyone loves about that. You know, I'm not trying to hype myself up, but I, I try to help out everyone as much as possible because it's like, you know, it's hectic, especially on those floors when we have to innovate or we're doing a code and no one's recording or the nurse runs out or something like that, and we're just, it just needs to be recorded because you're charting from from emt to tech to to all the way up to doctor to being a physician that your charting is a legal obligation
2: it's to a make legal sure document, document and document if you do it wrong you are fucked
0: you will be deposed and you could lose your license and we do not because need that
2: because they will put yeah. you on the stand and watch you bury yourself in front of the jury it's like
0: did you chart this at this time so on and so on. it's like
2: yes i did
1: So the vibes I'm kind of, I feel like I'm getting from you guys is that we appreciate the advances in technology that make our life a little bit simpler. But for the majority, we kind of appreciate the old school, simpler aspect.
0: Yeah, I mean, technology technology. has its time and place, but just going back into the, the, the grunt work of just doing shit the old fashioned way really makes the basis of what, what we do, especially in the ER, you know, it helps us out because people are going to be going back and forth between everything. And people normally go back to that old school way.
2: Uh, The technology helps when it works and when it doesn't work, you have to have the skills to fall back on. Like you have to be able to take a manual blood pressure. You have to be able to manually count respirations like, you have to know your lung sounds and be able to tell the doctor, hey, I hear this. Do you concur? Yeah,
1: exactly. exactly. That's a great segue without you even realizing. So, um, tomorrow night from Saturday to Sunday, we have downtime. I don't know if you knew this. I did <laughs> know that. We're we're <laughs> okay. so
2: doomed for like. You guys have downtime no, no, no. in the no, middle no. of my no. shift and going through the end of my shift. It's going to be There's, fantastic.
1: Here's the thing. So, we used to be SCM, right? Yeah. I. When I started as a nurse, I don't remember what we had before that, honestly. But Cerner, we, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah, Cerner. So we started with that. I had to learn that computer system. A week into working, they switched to SCM. We didn't have any extensive classes or anything. I just had to pick There up was
2: There was no back-end support. Like, you didn't have no. people walking through. Are you okay? Do you know how to do this?
1: It was like one day to the next, here's your new computer system. If you get it, go. good. If not, yeah, fuck <clears> off. So. When we switched to Epic, we had days of classes we had to do.
2: I, I wish the With, classes were more in-depth for us, at least as ER nurses. Yes. Because
1: I brought up questions, and they they literally told me. One guy, shout out. I don't, he, He's probably never going to listen to this, but Felipe. <laughs> oh my god, he was fucking great. He knew everything. If he yeah, didn't know Felipe. it, he would find out. So I would bring up questions specific for the ER to Epic he would be like i think you fucking broke our system we have no idea (laughs) like and it happened like two or three times let
2: me find out for you and he would get back to you before the end of the thing at that day yeah
1: they changed they changed our format because of some of the questions i asked because they didn't have a spot for it but with scm if we went for downtime it was as soon as it started (laughs) you're fucked everything's paper charging (laughs) you're back to that which i i didn't hate but that's that's the basis of it yeah with epic if your if your patient is in the system if they're registered you can continue caring for your patient as if there's no downtime if your patient it'll just upload at the end of it yeah because it 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 like it's like when you disconnect from wi-fi i guess it would be the best you know, representation. Like, it's
2: like a Word document or like Google Docs, I should probably yeah. say. Like you can keep typing on the Google Docs and then when the internet comes back, it uploads as mm-hmm. like the most recent save.
0: So you guys don't technically yeah. have a downtime. You don't need to bust no, out the paper do. charting.
2: There's still do. a downtime. If your patient comes in after the downtime has started, yeah, they're not 100 yeah, percent paper charting. Paper.
0: But if your patient, especially your ICU holds and all that, if they're already admitted into the system, you can continue charting and,
2: and you like can chart, yeah.
1: In a, in a we'll, analogy we'll how to an how meds work,
2: system. I'm not sure how the meds work. I'm not sure how the orders or labs work. I'm not sure if that stuff will come back or not. Mm-hmm. That's my the, thing.
1: The meds don't really cross over if there's new meds, but if there's in the system already, you can chart them. You can mark the time given, and when it comes back online, it'll upload that and continue yeah, from there. But if it wasn't there before, then then it's it's like paper stuff. Mark. Oh, are you moving?
0: <laughs> I'm going to keep that in. Just someone, just <laughs>
2: someone just interrupted our uh, podcast, but uh, never mind that. You know what?
0: Uh, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Mr. Kenny. Uh, he's he's an Army Blackhawk pilot. He doesn't care about me saying this. He's a badass motherfucker. He wanted this shout-out, and we love you, Kenny. That was fucking hilarious. Stay. Stay the rest <laughs> <and everything. laughs> I was getting ready to kick him, too. I was like, oh, so fast. But, um, no... Uh, epic sounds really good and and you know that's really cool he that you guys switch to, to that yeah. because we here at, at, at my hospital in, in in california we're still using meditech which is hey eh, I, I i'm gonna bring someone on uh sooner or later that talks about meditech uh especially they one of the er nurses and he's gonna say everything about it but um talking about epic right <clears throat> we're gonna get into a little fun discussion here are we the vanderbilt situation right they switched to Epic and their, their, whatever, their Pixis, their Cell, whatever they were using was not the syncing Pixas, up. Believe, yeah. yeah. The Pixis was not syncing up with their, their database or whatnot. So nurses, the whole entire day were overriding to get the medication. And this, the, 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 the nurse that unfortunately pulled the Vecaronium also had to override, but uh, what's what's we, this was a big campfire discussion i brought this up um this is a at work fire. this is a
1: house fire it's discussion. a house fire
0: discussion We this was a big discussion at Forest work right i brought discussion. it up at work and and um we had a little bit of a like a huddle topic about not a huddle topic but we all huddled around in a nursing station and talked about it the doctor had you know opinions everyone had opinions
2: <clears throat> we had a huddle about this though
0: yeah, yes. so I'm I mean, sure
2: every hospital every everywhere hospital, in the United yeah. States I, had a huddle back. And, this. and and
0: this is this is coming from me, like everyone just double check everything before we get into this conversation. Double check every the single true. order. <laughs> and to be completely
2: one. honest, Kevin, that goes back like, yes, it shouldn't have happened. She should not have given the medication. She also should not have been charged for homicide.
0: Yes. And- like but I want to I want to bring up the fact that okay she got charged for you know gross negligent homicide. What do you think that's going to how is it going to affect us? How is it going to affect healthcare workers and reporting mistakes that that, that you know it happens. Uh, Medication I am error going to happens.
2: continue I am going to continue the way I have been, but I have heard from n- numerous nurses I work directly with in the emergency room. Yeah. I'm not going to give meds until it's in the computer, verified by pharmacy, and I can pull it without an override. I've exactly. heard that <clears throat> straight from the mouths of other people I work with in the emergency room. Like, yeah, I won't pull rock uranium. I won't pull ketamine. I won't pull these medications that could be potentially life saving. We would use in an RSI. Or in an emergency setting, yeah, I'm not doing it until pharma- until the doctor puts the order in and pharmacy comes through and says, "Yes, this is okay."
0: See, the great thing about my hospital, <clears throat> we have all our RSI medication, our Tomate, our Sucks, our Rock Uranium, in a a case, okay. a yellow case that yeah. says "Paralytics intubation Medication." This is what you're using it for. So Boy,
2: ready to go RSI kit. Here's the kit. thing yeah. about that Rock Uranium. Vecuronium, succinylcholine, all of the paralytic medications, every single one has in the Pixis or on—I don't know about Amicel, I've never worked with it, but in the Pixis, even if you pull it on an override, it will pop up a warning. This is a paralytic. Will your patient be ventilated, or is or will your patient be ventilated? You have to hit yes or no. I mean, and when that, you yeah. and pull it out of the fridge and you. Like, yes, we have it in tubs, even if it's not in the little thing, like, warning paralytic, and you open the thing and pull it out. Even if it's just in, like, a normal tray, you take the vial out, it says on the fucking side of the vial, and on the top of the vial, paralytic agent. If you're not sure, you have to go back to your five rights. And I do that myself with medications that aren't like that. Like, oh, you have some sort of weird, like rheumatoid arthritis medication I've never heard of. I'm going to look it up to make sure I know what I'm working with. Like, even if I'm not giving it I feel like, Oh yeah, I take this, I take aspirin and I take Plavix and I take whatever high blood pressure medicine and this medication. I'm like, okay, let me look that up to see what it is. Yeah, like, exactly. It's that, just good. practice. I can't
1: say, I can't say, cause I haven't really read up on this case much. So anything I'll say is with a massive salty grain of salt. Even when I have to override stuff, and you can't scan it, or there's issues with that, I I check it so many different times. I'll have yeah. the computer system right next to me looking at it. I'll have other people double check certain things.
2: You you know what you're pulling, especially yeah, exactly. as what, what you're getting yeah. to. Like when I go and I override a medication, I'm like, I know what it is, I know how it works, and I know why. I am pulling it like exactly, Tylenol. Yeah. Oh, this this patient has a fever. They ordered 650 of Tylenol. Okay, it, they're getting Tylenol for a fever. It's this patient in this room. Like yes,
0: <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I'll do
1: you. I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? Okay,
0: okay, Marvel <laughs> fan over here. No, I mean it. It goes back to so. For instance, like you know that that same time we had that conversation, we had a, a patient come in for for. Uh, you don't see me right now, but I'm doing air quotes, abdominal pain, but they were a CWA patient, right? They're, they're out in alcohol withdrawal. They checked uh, in the alcohol ER withdrawal, yep. uh, and then they started seizing <clears throat> and then the nurse had to override for lorazepam, which is Ativan to help stop the seizure, calm down, all that shit. And it goes back to, to knowing the generic name of the drug, right? So when that nurse, uh, um, I forgot her name, Redonda something, uh, at Vanderbilt, Overrided and tried to pull versed, which is generic name midazolam, right? My 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 dad, who's a CRNA, he yeah, pushes versed that on that, a yeah, daily basis name. for to 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 uh, to to uh, in the cath lab to to sedate the patient for sed and fentanyl. So medazolam and fentanyl, right? So midazolam is it's medazolam, not not versed, even though all that. She pulled up the Vecaronium and then she had to reconstitute the powder. That means, you know, putting saline in it or whatever, mixing it up to be able to push it, right? Shouldn't that have been a red flag that you're reconstituting a medication besides all the the paralytic shit uh popping up, especially on the omnicellular or the Pixis? You know, like like I have to I have to ask, from a nursing standpoint, if you're pulling medication and it says, is your patient gonna be ventilated and you ignore that, knowing damn well that your patient is not gonna be ventilated, like like was that just like alarm fatigue was that you were so stressed out that you did not know what was going on or you just you also she i mean the the she had a preceptee. she was the float nurse which is covering all the breaks helping other nurses out and then she had to get this patient down to ct for a scan or a pet scan or what's going on and unfortunately the, you know all this happens i mean like what's your standpoint on that like
2: to be honest, I, I can't speak towards her mindset, but I have questioned things as simple as Tylenol before. Like we've yeah. had pediatric patients come in. We're not a pediatric hospital at the hospital me and Dan work at, but you know, we're in an emergency room. We see kids. We get kids. We get medication orders in kilograms for kids, which we're not used to seeing. So when I go into the Pixis and they order something as simple as Tylenol and they're like, oh yeah, you know, the kids, you know, Twelve or thirteen or fourteen, and they're on the bigger side, and they order, you know, weight-based Tylenol, even though they could probably take just a normal six fifty dose um, pills. Yeah. I go in the Pixis and I, you know, patient's name, yep, correct room number, name, all that. Go into the Pixis. The order is in there. It's been verified by by pharmacy. I click on it, and it's like the cell or the drawer pops out the cell opens and it's like pull five vials i'm like that really (laughs) yeah it's it's like it's five of those little cups of like 160 mls each and i'm like that really doesn't seem right and i like triple check myself i have someone else verify it like
1: and often you're not giving five full vials you're giving four and but you're giving four four and a a bit yeah this technology is put into place these all these systems that we keep advancing in are putting there to keep so our
2: patients safe and to keep us safe exactly so,
1: yeah they they are systematically the checks of making sure everything is safe but computer systems fail the sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it's just things don't cross over there's downtime so it is ultimately up to the nurse to have to <clears> figure, <throat> figure out you know, let me all right this isn't working let me be the computer system for a moment and you know, just double check this isn't right. Maybe this has to be calculated. You just double check, triple check the five rights.
2: Yeah, and if all well, else fails, check with the person who ordered it. Which is ninety yeah. percent of the time, it's the mm-hmm. emergency room doctor. They're sitting right next to you. Like, exactly. hey, did you order this? What was and the dose? Do you want me to give this?
1: Mm-hmm. From my experience, the uh, the people I can at least say for the people I work with in the ER those physicians and those PAs and NPs if they're fantastic them, we have a relationship where you can go to them you can be like hey i'm questioning this medication order maybe i don't understand it maybe you made a mistake can we just like talk about this for a sec and maybe they'll they'll clarify and be like oh yeah this is the reason like we can do this we can't do this hey you're right like we shouldn't be giving this let me switch it to this you know it's that open <clears throat> communication
2: Yeah. Not only will they say, yes, that's correct. They'll explain why. Like, yeah, the kid, his fever was high or whatever. Like, yeah, I want you to give this medication at this dose. That's proper. And I'm like, okay. Or if it's, if I bring it up and they're like, oh yeah, I made a mistake. Let me change it from like Tylenol to something else. Yeah, exactly.
1: Those are (laughs) the good ones because you, you don't always have those types of, you know physicians PAs and all that who will do that you yeah know, some will be like why are you questioning my orders exactly so of course up to the nurse who's I mean to be administering this
0: medication yeah and that's why you know the, the it's up to the nurse like you said and and that's why you know especially if you're, you're a nurse you're you're your patient's advocate you know you're supposed to be like 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 you said that like you're questioning why you're giving this medication and sometimes you know it's not mostly the Physicians in the ER and PAs and MPs, but it's it's the new grad residents, it's the PGYs, PGY twos that you know are putting these orders in. They're sleep deprived. They're doing an overnight, twenty four hour, thirty six hour call day, and and they're there and they're putting a medication and there's a medication error and you have to call them and be like, hey, why am I giving this patient this instead of this or you know something like that? And it, it goes back to the mindset of like your five rights. Why is this patient you know getting this? why am i administering this all that all that fun shit
1: and that's why we do keep advancing in these computer systems because these computer systems are supposed to be the fail safe that can help catch these med errors these med mistakes these kinds of things but ultimately it is the physical person who ends up putting you know the medication into a human being Exactly. Sure that it's the correct I, thing. It's, the
2: know. computers feel like they get in the way sometimes, especially when you're in an emergency. But like, they are out there to help not only you from preventing an, a mistake from happening; they're there to keep you from harming your patients.
0: Exactly. And I, I mean, <clears throat> again, it goes back to being that nurse, being that patient's advocate. And I, I know we're we're diving into that like really deep, but you guys. You know, especially you guys got to check these medications. You got to make sure why they're getting the medications, All that you, you like you said, that you question sometimes. Like, why is this patient getting this medication? You're the one who's gonna either you're that thin line where it's gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna if you auto if you're on autopilot and you just give that medication and and, and you don't know, you know it happens and something ha- horrible happens, you know that's your license. That's the yeah, physician. That, that's license. on you.
2: That's not on the doctor. It's that's not, not it's on not, the pharmacist. It's not that's on the not computer on the, system. Is. The computer
0: system's yeah. not gonna, got, not gonna get sued. It's you. Yeah,
2: that, that's on you. You're the one that gave it. Unless, if if you knew it was really messed up and you made the doctor give it, like that's you.
1: Exactly. And that, and that's such a hard thing of how how the system, of what just healthcare has become because like. We've talked about how we're, we're overworked. We're getting stressed, especially with COVID and all this stuff. And that's kind of calmed down a little bit. But the burnout is real. The stress is real. You have a shift where you're getting, you know, six, seven patients. It could be – I've had seven patients, and they're all super nice to me. They're great. Everything goes smooth. Or you can have those patients where it's yeah, like – you can have an assignment of three work.
2: patients that all three of them want to give you problems, and it makes yes. your night hell. And oh, you get yeah. get
1: stressed you don't think straight the computers are there to help you but you know if you're not thinking straight you're still the one doing these things and it, it can be hard
0: yeah exactly and <clears throat> like there's just there's just so much that goes into it and then so much respect goes out to the nurses out there like much love you guys are the MVPs of the hospital you're your patient advocates I know I'm just an EMT, but I'm working my way up to the nursing, you know, all that fun stuff, but...
2: Yeah, don't don't be a nurse.
0: I, I'm, I'm going to tell you
2: right now. I to, have to. Every, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> you, every you, single you, person I tell, I'm like, I I know they're trying to do the best, and they want to do good by people, and they want to get a decent job, and I understand that. But, like, now's not the time to get into nursing. It's, the profession is getting dumped on from all directions, like, we're the bad guys because we're giving, we're recommending vaccines. We're the bad guys because, you know, administration doesn't like us because we do our jobs. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, mean, we're just getting attacked from all directions. Yeah. And it, it's not the time to get into nursing.
0: Well, that's why I put in my paramedic application into a local well, let college. Me tell you, here, so <laughs> we'll see. The when... advice I got
1: when I was starting nursing school is from a nurse at that time. The advice I got was, don't do it. Don't be a nurse. And there was, like, a bit of seriousness, a bit of joking. Yeah. yeah. And,
2: and how, how long was that person a nurse for? Years. They were yeah. a nurse for
1: quite a while already. And, you know, I kind of – I realized there was a bit of joking, but I also realized there was a bit of seriousness. And I was like, I'm still going to do it.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know how long that person's been a nurse. I'm assuming more than 10 years. I've been a nurse for two and a half years, and I'm saying the same thing, half serious, half joking.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, is it, it's, you, it's it's it – <clears throat>
2: It is the worst job you will ever love. <laughs> uh, honestly, I,
1: yes. No, it, I the say this. Yeah, I am saying I love it and I hate it. Yeah,
2: I mean, the, I, fire EMS, nursing, visit like all that stuff. Uh, probably military too. I've never served, but I'm assuming like it the is jobs, the worst job you will ever love.
0: The jobs about helping people. You are like compared to some like working retail or food like yeah that's a service job like food service whatever. But we are of service to people, but there's just so much that we we deal with. Like we are dealing with people who are are on either on the brink of death, they're really sick, or they're just there for their dilated fix, whatever it is. Right? Anything that you do, from from ER tech, EMT to to physician, right? If something is miscalculated, something's wrong. That could be your license. There was a a a meme right <clears throat> that I saw a long time ago. It's like. Um, the CNA checked his blood sugar, and the patient's blood sugar was like, you know, fifty six. Was what the CNA said initially, and then the CNA came back. And like, oh, I was, uh, I was jokingly she's like, oh, and the blood pressure, the the blood the blood sugar was actually one fifty six, and I, like laughs about it. But then you like that misinformation, right?
2: Yeah, you you can't joke about you someone can't like that jo- about you can't someone's you, life.
0: You got to, especially if they're a diabetic patient their sugar's low. We're going to end up giving them D 50 or something to put that sugar up. But if it goes too up and too high, then we have all those repercussions we got to deal with. It's such a, a, a you got to be on your fucking game when you're in healthcare, you know, especially in an acute care setting, especially in the ER, when we are trying to find out what is going on with the patient.
1: And that's where those technologies come in because you, you do that. the, glucometers are you know marked to the system it'll bring up a red flag saying hey you know blood sugar is 56 you sure you want to like you know just leave it like that maybe let the doc know this that do you want to
2: save this blood sugar did you notify a provider like yeah yeah.
1: like ultimately you mean the technology is there to help us but you know it's it's
0: it's you yeah exactly i mean my my chart so my charting now in the meditech system when i used to chart on scm if I had a patient that I charted their, their temp was like 102.7, they were tacky and they were hypotensive, it'll pop up a sepsis alert.
2: And, an automated alert that's like, hey, these vitals indicate this patient is at risk for, for sepsis.
0: X. or something. For but, this. That blah, is, blah, blah. That is.
1: Video stuff is falling right now, but that's also the perfect, like, like. Yeah, again. <laughs> that's a perfect example because it'll pop up sepsis but i've with our system i've had so many patients who they come in for something like an anxiety attack and it tells me hey there's a sepsis you know alert because the patient's tacky they're breathing fast um and some other things and it's like oh, yeah. no they're
2: they're not sepsis. you only need to criteria. it if you get they're the right patient if you get the right patient, you can have a patient come in with uh, AFib RVR, so they're tachycardic automatically, and if the the rapid ventricular response is actually affecting them, they could have hypotension. Yeah. So minus a fever, minus positive cultures, minus all that stuff, they're tachycardic, hypotensive, automatic sepsis alert, even though there's not a single real sign of infection, exactly. there's no wound source. <clears throat> there's no respiratory component none of that like yeah. they are here strictly for their heart it's a sepsis alert exactly and you have to be competent enough as a provider to recognize that like yes i know you're trying to tell me this this patient's at risk for sepsis but their heart is garbage and we need cardizem or another medication to slow their heart down and fix that problem you fix that the sepsis alert goes away you know, you get their heart rate under control, their blood pressure comes back up. You're you're golden.
0: Exactly. I mean, so I had this patient come in. So when I work triage, it's like my favorite part of my job, right? I'm able to do all my assessments, especially when I'm paired with a specific nurse, Bernie Burns. Massive shout out. He's never going to listen to this podcast. He's an old Filipino dude, but. He, he loves teaching
2: on a side note triage is a perfect place to learn your like 10 second assessment someone exactly. walks in the door you can go oh you're fine or holy shit we need exactly. to get you a you're, room you're, the right patient now.
0: presentation is, is what's gonna tell you what the fuck's going on most of
1: the time on a side on a side 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 note Super miss our burns but anyway
0: burns yeah, burns. burns come back Burn, <laughs> i know you. burns um mm. Thank you, Burns is I miss amazing. You. We were, I miss you. I haven't seen you for a couple of years, but we're going into, you know, this patient came in. She hit her head on the, uh, you know how like, you have cabinets that you like overhead cabinets and you like you know pop yep. up sometimes. So she hit her head and then it, it was like yesterday, <clears throat> and she uh, she came in just just light headache, some nausea, vomiting. And her presentation was normal, it looked normal, but her vital signs indicated something else. She was hypertensive in the 170s. She was tachycardic and she was running a fever, right? So that like makes my mind mm. boggle. I'm like looking at the triage nurse and I'm like, that's such a weird presentation, especially vital wise, because that meets sepsis protocol as well. That yeah, hypertension- she looks
2: fun, and- but her vitals are all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And I was like, let me retake this just in case. And it was still high, it was still hypertensive. And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, so she's tacky and she's, she has a fever. She's meeting some type of, she's meeting some criteria for sepsis, uh, at least the sepsis protocol. And then I'm like, you know, something just felt off. Like, I was like, something is either wrong with her and she's hypertensive. Could, you know, that, that hit in the head cause some type of clot to be there. I don't know, but she wasn't doing any stroke-like symptoms. I mean, she was discharged really quickly, but I mean... You know, I just, that mindset of like, what the fuck is going on with this patient? You know,
2: I feel like. Yeah. If it doesn't meet some sort of typical criteria, that sets off alarm bells. And that's a good thing as a provider because you're like, hey, this patient looks like they're okay, but their vitals are messed up. Something is going on. Their body is saying something's wrong.
0: Exactly. Because a fever indicates that you're trying to fight off, your body's trying to burn off. Some type of infection, stuff, whatever, it's fighting something, right? It goes, in, it goes into this defense mode, and you guys can definitely elaborate on this because I'm paraphrasing right now. But you know, a fever, your tachycardic, you're hypertensive. That means your pulse pressure is really fucking close. And um,
2: not necessarily. There, yeah. there are some uh, brain injuries, especially in bleeds and herniations. Obviously, this wasn't that because she yeah, got yeah. discharged. But she got discharged. Uh. What was it Cushing's triad i believe
0: yes i remember I that
2: widening pulse pressures and like all that stuff factors into this that is a very very late sign of significant brain injury and potential herniation
0: we like, had we had a patient uh, a long time ago he had he was a he was a brain bleed cushing i think it's cushing's triangle and his pulse that, pressure yeah, was was it widened or like – what What are we looking Widen for? Pulse
2: pressure. So yeah, they're, yeah, widened they're pulse hypertensive. Pressure. Yeah. So their top number is way up there in like 170, 180, 190. Yeah. But their bottom number is still way down in the 60s.
0: Exactly. So, so you can
2: – if you get them early enough, you'll see it. Like yeah. they'll be normal and then the top number starts going up and the bottom number starts going down.
0: Yeah. I remember I have to – I was with this nurse. Like she – this patient became a one-to-one um for nursing and for for a sitter so i was i was actually really happy to be sitting for this guy because his pulse pressure w- w- was widened his he had a subarachnoid bleed he was like alert then he won't be alert and it's just like it, he was changing so much he was braiding down and then going into like a bigemini rhythm rhythm if uh if i remember correctly yep. like and it's just all these things going on and i was like one of the best learning experiences I ever had with some type of brain bleed and now I look at that Cushing's tri- uh, triangle and I try to like determine triad. like what the hell's going on shout out to Heather she was a traveler she was amazing she taught me everything that day but yeah Cushing's triangle uh I mean I'm triad. glad you brought that up Jack go go on Dan. yeah
1: it, it's just it's Cushing's triad Cushing triad? Keep triangle oh, I don't know why I said triangle. What is triangle irregular Cushing
2: respirations triangle. and widened pulse pressure yeah, regular. I need to look it up because I don't remember off the top of my why head why am I
0: bringing up triangle There's the another world. thing another anagram or something we use for <laughs> There's <a> triangle so <laughs> so There's so many also and triangles and other head.
2: things Like it's it's hard to piece it them really all together just, it all
0: blends together at the end of the day
1: you know yeah. What else blends together technology <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i mean with that's Al- why this episode is <laughs> we we really went on a tangent on this one but i mean like and that's, that's you know, it's a free form podcast. Yeah, podcast and we really we really hit a lot of like fun points today like like a lot of what we talked about
1: is technology based Every there's technology in place to help all of this yeah exactly but, like, ultimately the the details we're talking about is is us and what we're doing with this technology, not based on this technology
0: exactly
2: you oh. you can look at your monitor all day all day long, and if you don't have the background to understand what's going on with your patient, you're just looking at numbers exactly The monitor
1: shows squiggles of a heart that indicate normal sinus or afib, but unless you know how to read that you you don't know what's going on
0: yeah Yeah, no i mean i think you've
2: seen this Hmm. dan a hundred times before at least but like you look at a monitor and it's saying afib and you're looking at it and you're like that's definitely a flutter or you're looking at
1: yeah that is literally most of our monitors you look at it and it's like it's beeping you know it's beeping afib or or beeping beeping vtech or it says normal sinus you're like wait a minute that looks like they're in afib right now you need to look at the
0: rhythm that's it like your rhythm will tell the you technology
1: everything. is great but it is not the fails it, it kind of is a fail you
2: have to time, know what you're doing exactly. like technology is fantastic but you have to have the skills and knowledge to back it up
0: and
1: epic like, we switch yeah. to is, is great in so many aspects but there is still aspects that we are trying to get changed that we're you know
2: and, and there are still limitations. The computer yeah, always, cannot yeah. do everything. As a human yeah. being,
1: we make a better judgment call than some or of the technology yeah. can do.
0: I mean, and that makes like for me like I'm always grateful to to have gotten my dysrhythmia or like my arrhythmia certification where I'm able to to and actually hit me the, like the last couple of shifts where I'm like that's a PVC, that's a PVC, like this guy's in a bigeminy by- rhythm, and I hit the EKG and I showed it to the doc because he looks like he's in by- and He's like, yeah, he is. And this patient was that Caesar pa- that a Caesar patient that we had that was a CYP patient. I think we talked about it. I, I don't know. We talked about a lot, but you know, it's just like you know from 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 and i have to say this from a tech standpoint and the text listening to this get your dysrhythmia cert even some hospitals out here in california require you to have your acls and like
2: dr emt tech like whatever certification whatever stuff you hold keep going for that higher level exactly keep learning i was fortunate enough when i was doing bls that we had a paramedic unit Based out of our station, and then like I worked the night shift. Then I would work, you know, six p to six a, and they would just come out of their little closet that we had for them and sit at the table with us and just talk to us about shit. And they taught me so much stuff, like not only on calls when we would go together, but like just sitting there, they'd tell me about ACLS and they'd tell me about medications and IVs and all this other stuff. Yeah, I'm so fortunate for that.
0: Oh no, yeah.
2: Every time, like. I have an EMT student or a medic student or a new nurse or whatever in the hospital. I'm like, yeah, you see that? This is what that means. Like this rhythm, like this is normal sinus and I'll draw down on a piece of paper. This is what it looks like. And you see that rhythm. This is what that means.
0: This is torsades.
2: I- uh, <laughs> torsades. You need to do something right now about yeah. that. You
0: know, you need to know like your five lethal rhythms. Like, and I mean, I am so grateful to to have these like the, from from nurses like Dan in the old in my old hospital to, to nurses now like, you know Shout they teach me Dan. everything. Shout out to Dan. <laughs> oh, he's Dan. on the podcast. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but like being able to because I, I I I I some again some hospitals in California require you to have ACLS as an EMT to work in the ER. My dysrhythmia Which cert I is like. almost up, so I'm going to get my ACLS pals instead of having my dysrhythmia because. It's just, it just, I'm able. It's better. It's a higher
2: level of education. Yeah, exactly. And it, it will serve you better.
0: Exactly. And it not only takes, it I not get, only takes like, that lower
1: level of learning, but it adds a new layer. So you're not only have. You're that, not just like, doing something because you see better.
2: something. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not doing. You're not shocking because you see this rhythm. You understand what's behind it. Exactly. Like or, like something like that. Like you understand instead of just. Shock them and push magnesium because that's what we do for this you you understand it's a it's an electrolyte imbalance so you have to correct that if you want to actually fix the problem
0: exactly I mean and, it, it goes down to like you know I've been always asking questions like especially like a YqRS complex like that's that's like indication of hyperkalemia high potassium right or or it yep. could be either or depending so you know I'm always asking these questions and I'm like what because now that I see a YqRS complex while I'm doing EKG I'm like this patient,
2: they have particle. some sort of electrolyte balance. balance, like yeah it up or something else is fucked up. Like- exactly.
0: Or if we're pushing amiodarone, that's an anti Like, all these things that I have learned from being in the ER, for God knows, for the last three, four years, especially, it's. I mean, I can see it benefiting me in nursing school. That's it. But also, as an EMT, and I say this to any ER tech out there, and even a, any uh, box guys, any 911 guys, get your just with me, sir, get an ACLS and PALS class, pay that $400 for it, and it will help Nurses, it will help everyone. You just, you're just being a better asset in the and emergency don't think field.
2: Don't think you're hot shit just because you're making a paycheck. Like there's always something else to learn. Exactly. And like you go, you go to the high end of any service. It's your transport nurses and doctors. It's your flight crews. Like you sit an hour in a room with a flight nurse or flight medic And like, you won't even realize they're teaching you so much stuff until you walk out of the room. You're like, I knew nothing about, you know, anything. Yeah, exactly. And You know, 20 minutes talking to this one guy who's been doing this for 30 years and is flying on a helicopter. I'm like, I I didn't even know how much I didn't know. But now I have so much stuff to look into.
0: Yeah, there's so much stuff to learn. And it. it Goes back and we talked about this last podcast. It just goes back to you wanting to learn. You know, if you're going into nursing school, if you're going into medic school, just learn everything you can from these people because it will give you an edge and it'll give you the right frame of mind to help your future patients out. Because, like determining a rhythm in the ER, if the monitor tech is busy, because my monitor our monitor tech is also the unit secretary, you're able to look at a rhythm like, hey. This patient, you know, he was this, the seizure patient. Again, the seizure patient I mentioned again, his rhythm initially was multiple NSR with multiple PVCs. Then I went down to an occasional PVC and then I brought up to nurse. Hey, this guy, looks like he's in by Gemini. He looks like he's having multiple PVCs again. We brought it up and that was like a, a sure shot sign for some odd reason. Every time he went into that rhythm, he had another seizure. So we started like watching all that and I was like going back and forth with the nurse, learning all this shit, making sure that my rhythm checks were on point. All and, and, and you know, we did another EKG, his PVCs got cleaned up, you know, Doc was like all that. But overall, just learn, just keep on learning. We have that yearning to learn. I,
2: I think Dan needs to uh, get off. But, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we did, did we, the
2: time after thing. The bathroom, man, I'm going to be honest. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta go <laughs> to the bathroom too. But one, we,
2: one final thing I have to put in, like, yeah. if you think, you know, everything, if you think it's time, like you're done learning stuff, it's time to get out of the profession. Every day is a new day to learn. And if you, if you say, I know enough, get out before you, you hurt or kill somebody. Exactly. It's practicing medicine.
1: In the healthcare industry, you never stop learning. Doesn't yeah. matter how great you are, how top of the top you are,
0: you never stop learning. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's it, that's what it is. It's practicing medicine. We're always learning. There's always continuing education. And that's what it is. That's that's the profession we're in. But guys, That's why it's called, called practice. Fine, practice. Yes.
1: And there's a fine balance between you and that technology, but ultimately it's going to be up to you.
0: Anyways, guys, We are about, you know, a good hour, 15 minutes in to this podcast. I just want to thank you guys for coming in, taking out of your time to listen. This one was a very fun podcast. We got very lively with it. And well, the Nightlife podcast, of course, shows on every Sunday, debuts Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Almost every Sunday. Almost every Sunday. We're going to be better (laughs) at that. (laughs) About 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube and all your other streaming podcasts platforms all that fun stuff uh we have a fun guest next week so tune in next week uh, as we have dr carl swanson on to talk about some of the stuff he does but anyways my name is kevin
1: i'm dan can't wait to talk to you guys again i'm jack peace
0: we'll see you guys soon thank you for tuning in to the nightlife podcast we'll see you next week adios